The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Simply Safe. Simply Safe's wireless security system protects your family without long-term contracts. For 10% off your system, visit simplysafe.com/report. You can also find it at Best Buy. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome listeners tuning in on radio stations in every state of the union today, and also extend a warm welcome to our men and women in uniform who listen to us over the internet, particularly those of you who are serving overseas. Thank you for your many emails and letters and for catapulting the Costa Report to the number one independent weekly news program in the country. In just a moment, the first Democratic candidate to throw his hat in the ring for the 2020 presidency, Representative John Delaney, will be joining the program. And while it might seem early to declare his candidacy, some see this as a very smart strategic move because it gives Delaney time to explain the programs he has in mind and for folks outside of Maryland and the Hill to get to know him. And that is exactly what we plan to do during this next hour. We're going to find out whether Congressman Delaney is the best person for the job of President of the United States. But before Mr. Delaney joins us, As is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. John Kevin Delaney grew up in Woodridge, New Jersey. He earned his undergraduate degree from Columbia University and his law degree from Georgetown University. Delaney has a distinguished track record of starting, building, and operating successful businesses. In 1993, he founded Healthcare Financial Partners, which became a public company in 1996. And he co-founded Capital Source in 2000, which he took public in 2003. Capital Source lent money to thousands of small businesses around the country and was praised by the Treasury Department and other organizations for lending in economically distressed communities. Delaney ran for the U.S. House of Representatives for Maryland's 6th and the state's largest district in 2012 and has served three successful terms, but Delaney recently announced that he will not run for that office again. Instead, in July of this year, he announced he was running for the presidency in an opinion piece published in the Washington Post, and we're going to hear more about that later in today's program. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report United States Representative from Maryland's 6th District, Mr. John Delaney. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Delaney. Thanks for having me, Rebecca. And thank now, you for that I, nice introduction. Well, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't take up the whole program to do it justice, but let's just say you have a lot of successful business and uh, government experience and certainly enough to, uh, you know, to be running for president. I, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that successful career in business and as a multi-term uh, congressman uh, has caused you to declare your candidacy for presidency of the United States. But there's a lot of people that are saying so early. (laughs) Why do it this early? Well, listen, I think um, I think you described it very well uh, in your introduction, which is I want to spend time introducing myself to the voters. But more importantly, I want to spend time listening to them. Having extra time to run for the most important job in the country and arguably the most important job in the world strikes me as a real asset, uh, not a liability. And since I was prepared to uh, not run for re-election for my seat, which was really the price I had to pay to get in early, and since I was prepared to do that, because I'm very committed to this, uh, it was really an easy decision at the end. Um, because this is, you know, this is obviously a really, really important job. I think we're at an incredibly important time in our country's history. I think we have have to have a very important conversation with the American people about how we actually bring the country together 
and start getting things done, because that's the real problem with government right now is we don't do anything. And we have so many very significant opportunities, but also some pretty large-scale challenges in front of us. And what's really needed in our country is for the fighting to end and for us to actually start focusing on the things we agree on and getting things done for the American people. And that's a different message than we're hearing in politics right now. So I want to have the time uh, to introduce myself to people, tell them what I'm all about, and importantly, listen to what they have to say. Um, and the other thing, Rebecca, as you probably know, is there are people running for president right now. They're just not saying it. <laughs> so, well, that is, that is a good point. Hey, I, I commend you. I commend you because I think this is the right thing to do. Uh, I think it gives you time to listen and craft your platform in a reasonable way and for people to get used to you and get to know you because outside of Maryland and the Hill, uh, they don't know you. They don't know your background. And I think that media opportunities like this will allow them to get comfortable with you. Now, you know that you've got an uphill climb here because uh, no member of the House has won the presidency since James Garfield in 1880. So uh, my hat is also off to you <laughs> that you didn't decide to run for governor. Now, there a lot of people are perplexed by that. Do you want to say a few words about why you didn't run for governor? So it really wasn't about not running for governor. It was about running for president because I think what's really needed in this country, as I said, is someone to try to fix our broken politics. And politics is most broken at the national level. That's where we've seen, you know, the public discourse break down. We've seen things like gerrymandering, which have, has really been an insidious force destroying representative democracy, in my opinion. That's where we've seen the money really pollute elections. And, um, you know, that's really what's broken. And, you know, I've always been compelled to, uh, you know, take on big challenges and, and bring new ideas to, to somewhat tired debates. That's what entrepreneurs do. And I was an entrepreneur prior to running, running for office. And so it really struck my wife and I, because this was obviously a family decision and our four daughters. Uh, it really struck us that this was the work for us to do. Well, you have a successful track record in business that no one can argue with. And we now have a president who also has a successful track record in business. But he's discovering it's very difficult to apply those pragmatic business practices in uh, in government. Um, you were once the only working CEO in the House. Did you also find that legislative process frustrating and resistant to change? And then how, how did you work around that? Well, I think... A couple things. First of all, um, you know, public service and government service is very different than the private sector, and it's supposed to be different than the private sector. I mean, our our, our goal in, in running government effectively and efficiently is to is to lead the country, do things for the common good. We have multiple stakeholders in business. You know, the stakeholders tend to be a smaller number of people, and so you know, your your mission is fundamentally different. And missions really matter in life, as we know. There are definitely things from the private sector that are important and that I brought with me to uh, public service that I think have been really valuable. The first thing is that I really focus on trying to bring people together because that's what I think great business leaders do. They actually bring people together. I think the president was more of a business promoter than a business leader, by the way. But, you know, that's one thing that you learn. The other thing that really you learn in the private sector is that the facts actually matter. Right. And you, you, you have to focus on what's actually happening and deal with the facts. You can't make up the facts because, you know, that's the way the private market works. And we haven't had enough of that in government. And the other thing that's been really valuable about my business experience is that in business, people are focused on the future. Right. Because you're trying to think about how the world's unfolding and doing what uh, what you think is best for your company to position it to succeed in the future. And there's just way too little of that in government. So much of government is about relitigating these old, tired debates many of which don't even matter anymore. And there's just almost no focus on what's really important, which is the future. And today we see that, right? Because we see how technology and automation is changing so many things in our society. It's changing work and jobs and how we use our resources and our demographics and our security risks. And there's almost no discussion of that in the Congress. I founded something recently called the Artificial Intelligence Caucus, which was kind of a joke saying artificial intelligence in the Congress. But, um, you know, really just to focus on the future of work based on how technology is changing things. And it was like an incredibly unique thing to do in the Congress to actually focus on the future. And uh, you learn that in the private sector. So that's been an advantage. But it is different. 
Uh, it's really I, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. My area of specific study as a scientist was the intersection between technology innovation, human evolution, and public policy. And I found that public policy always trails technology. And that is what we've got to fix as, as quickly as we can. Now, we've got to take a short break. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back with Congressman John Delaney. You're listening to the Costa Report. I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars. Scott, we keep hearing about the wines that are being developed in Monterey County. How would you describe the climate conditions for grapes? Monterey County has a lot of little pockets that give you the opportunity to grow a variety of grapes. It comes down to the match of location and climate with the varietal that you're going to grow. And where we grow in the highlands, it's prototypical cool climate. We're even in the northern side of the highlands. So that is ideal for both Pinot and Chardonnay. Chardonnay strives really well in a lot of our county, as well as Pinot. But I would say that this is the most optimal location. You get wind, you get sun exposure. The benches come off of the inland side of the coastal mountains. It's an optimal position. You can order any of our products directly from us by visiting our website, caracciolicellars.com, or calling the tasting room directly, 831-622-7722. If you're a fan of big ideas and thinking, then you're going to want to sink your teeth into On the Verge. Jim Lair, John Scully, Alan Dershowitz, and dozens of business and government leaders from the full political spectrum have given On the Verge their highest reviews. And you can help drive the book to the top of the bestseller list by ordering On the Verge from Amazon right now. Our goal is to distribute 25,000 copies before the official release date. By placing your order for On the Verge right now, you'll help us beat that number. We need every listener to go to Amazon.com and order On the Verge as quickly as you can. And while you're at Amazon, order first edition gift copies of On the Verge for friends and family because they won't last long. On the Verge, on sale now at Amazon.com. That's On the Verge at Amazon.com. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m., I shower. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give Dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m., I shower. I start laundry at 8. At 10, we go for a walk. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I am done with my mattress. That's right. I'm not spending another night on this old bag. My new mattress comes today, and this thing is out of here. Bye-bye, Mattress. Yep, bye-bye, Mattress. So says you and about a thousand other people every day. And that's a lot of old mattresses with no place to go. There's the landfill, of course, where they just take up space. But what a waste. Because you could send it to a mattress recycler, where old mattresses get broken down into steel, foam, wood, and fiber that become new steel, carpet padding, home insulation, garden mulch, biomass fuel, locomotive oil filters, and all kinds of other great stuff. So Bye Bye Mattress is right. But don't toss it. Recycle it. It's easy. And it's free. To find a mattress recycler in your area, visit ByeByeMattress.com.
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is United States Representative for Maryland's 6th District and presidential candidate John Delaney. Now, to be clear, you are running for the presidential nomination of the Democratic Party, and yet you have been quite critical of partisan politics in both parties. In fact, your candidacy announcement begins with uh, uh, this quote, the American people are far greater than the sum of our political parties. And I'm an independent, and that sounded a lot more like an independent than a Democrat. Well, <clears throat> look, at, I, I think there's two things, Rebecca. One, it's the things that I stand for and the things I want to fight for and where I think my values reside. And that's obviously much more with the Democratic Party, which, why, which is why I'm a proud Democrat. But I do think the political parties, which are separate than kind of the goals of the parties, if you will, I think the political parties are really the 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 groups to blame, if you will, for really what's happened in this country, because the political parties have been trying to convince the American people that half the population is entirely wrong about everything they believe. Because if you listen to the messaging that comes out, you know, out of the Republican Party, they'll say every Democrat's wrong about everything. And the Democratic Party will do the same thing about Republicans. And we all know that's not true. We all have friends and neighbors, people we work with, family members, people we go to church with who are of a different you know, political persuasion. And we think they're great people. It wouldn't be the kind of exceptional country it is if, if half the country were entirely wrong about everything they believe. And so this kind of d- divisive messaging that has come out of the political parties has contributed. It's not the only reason. But it's contributed to a government that has really stopped functioning. And that's the real problem that's going on, right? Which is we're not doing anything. And the one thing I learned in business is the cost of doing nothing is not nothing. But you're, but you're trying to get the nomination of 50% of the problem. That, that's, I mean, that's going to that's gonna be tough to do. I mean, do you no, no, think no. the fact that you're willing to work with Republicans are gonna, is going to is going to hurt you in securing the Democratic nomination? Because Not at all, because there's a huge difference, and, and I, you know, I have to take some exception with what you, what you said. I do not think 50%. I don't think the American people are the problem. I think the political parties. Yes, right, but you, you're trying to get the nomination of the party. That's my point. Yeah, but the party is really about the people, right? And we've allowed this to happen. Think of what happened a, a couple weeks ago when Nancy Pelosi... Chuck Schumer and President Trump cut a deal, right? And think about how happy the American people were that they actually agreed on something. Now, what they agreed on was, was actually pretty inconsequential, right? They agreed to extend the government, you know, fund the government for three months. They agreed to extend the debt ceiling for three months. And they agreed to give aid to these people who were, you know, this tragedy in Houston around um, the hurricane. And normally, like all three of those things, of course we're going to do those things, right? In a normal business day, right, we should, if it starts at 8 o'clock, those things should be done at 8.05, right? Of course we're going to fund the government. Of course we're going to extend the debt ceiling. And of course we're going to provide aid to victims of Hurricane Harvey. But the fact that something that was used to be business as usual is celebrated as a major bipartisan achievement shows you how broken things are. Oh, I agree with you. I I, believe me, I agree with you. And I have looked over your background, studied your background, and you are a reasonable, down to earth, rational human being. I will I will give you that. But my question is this, right? I'm not sure a reasonable, rational human being can win the nomination of either the Democratic or Republican Party. And, and I, I think they are so polarized that the fact that you say that you would like to work with the Republicans and that you can work with the Republicans, I think that's got to be a disadvantage in getting the Democratic nomination. So, listen, I, I, I respectfully couldn't disagree with you more. That's so OK. That's why that. we have these discussions on this exactly. program. <laughs> exactly. And listen, so, so first of all, I've been going out to Iowa and New Hampshire, the two early key states. I've also been to North Carolina and South Carolina, but I've had two trips each to Iowa and New Hampshire. I've done about probably 40-plus events already since I announced. And I can tell you, when you talk to people outside of the Beltway, right, and you talk to people who are not just a, kind of obsessed with kind of the to and fro of politics every minute of the day, and you talk to people who are, you know, 
working working families trying to raise their kids, get ahead, you know, make sure they take care of themselves in retirement, whatever the case may be. And you start talking about bringing us together and getting things done. People's heads not. And it's the same reason why that, that thing that Trump, Pelosi, and uh, Schumer did had like an 80% approval rating, right? Because And the only people who criticized them, them cutting that deal were the real activists in the party bases. That's right. So again, what I said, the first line of the of the um, of the, that, that my, my announcement op in the Washington Post, which is we're, we're much better than these parties. We're supposed to put country ahead of party. That doesn't mean we don't have our political affiliations, and that doesn't mean we don't have goals that we fight for. Of course you do, right? That doesn't mean you have disagreements, but they should be respectful disagreements. And what should happen is we should be able to put aside our disagreements and get some things done. And that's what's wrong with politics right now. We spend all our time talking about the things we don't agree on. And we spend almost no time talking about the things we actually agree on. And I believe, Rebecca, there's actually a lot of things the American people can agree on if it's put forth in an honest, kind of fact-based and respectful way. And we I, I agree with you. I think there are a lot of things that we can agree on. For example, uh, not not long ago, I was able to sit down with George Schultz and uh, Baker to talk yeah. about this carbon tax that they had in mind, you Absolutely. know, $40 per ton. And yeah. having the monies from the carbon tax go directly to people who have Social Security cards, you know, to yeah. offset any pricing increases, any temporary pricing increases. The more I listen to that program I, 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 that, that they've laid out, it, it sounded like something that every Democrat would jump on. Yep. And, and, and these are staunch GOP leaders who are putting this carbon tax program forward. So I don't know why we can't all get together on the things that Democrats and Republicans can both support. Well, because, the, you know, it, it hasn't served the interest of the political parties because the political parties have largely tried to run elections by dividing people, right? Because this is the thing. And by the way, the carbon uh, pricing proposal that you just talked about, I'm the lead sponsor on that exact bill in the House of Representatives. That's my I love support. that bill. I love that bill. I support that bill. The money gets recycled into Social Security. Social Security is in the business of collecting money and distributing it. It's That's a perfect right. apparatus for it. So as a business person, you look at that and you say, hey, we've already got the infrastructure for it. Let's yep. go. Well, and, 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 and listen, we should tax pollution, not people's earnings. That's right. That's but really, this is a way this is a way to compensate way for that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely program. It's elegant. It's smart. And this is the kind of program that should have 100 percent bipartisan support. That's right. But but, you know, listen, here's another example. Right now, there are seven million jobs in this country that can't be filled because the companies can't find people with the skills. That's right. That's called the skills gap. We can all agree that's a huge problem. Huge problem. It's a huge problem for the people and for the companies, right? And it's a huge problem for our economy. Since I've been in Congress, and, and there's a bunch of bipartisan legislation addressing this. Since I've been in the Congress, right, for five years, we have never voted on a bill that deals with that issue. Well, never let's, once. now we're going to have to take a short intermission. When we come back, let's talk about why that's the case. Because obviously, when we look toward the future, we have to have the right the correctly trained people to meet the requirements of the future. We'll be back in one moment. You're listening to the Costa Report. Like a lot of women I know, I am a big fan of a clean-shaven man. But not just any shave. It has to be a close, fresh shave. The kind of shave us ladies like to get near. In other words, a hairy shave. Three million men have switched to Harry's because you can't get a better shave for the price. That's because Harry's razors are shipped from a factory that has been making precision blades for over 100 years direct to you with no middleman. But you don't have to take my word for it. Harry's is so sure you'll never use another razor again. They're offering a trial shave kit for free. The kit includes an ergonomic razor handle, five precision blades, shave gel, and a travel blade cover. To get your free trial shaving kit, just go to harrys.com slash costa. That's harrys.com slash costa. And find out why a Harry's razor makes all the difference. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, 
My days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier. And it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Psst. Yeah, you. It's me, your heart. Listen to me. We've got to talk. High blood pressure is serious. And yours? Whoa. What happened to us? We used to be so much more active. But lately, you've been ignoring me. I know you think I'm just going to keep ticking away forever. But you're wrong. You can do so much more to control your high blood pressure. Doing the minimum isn't doing enough. I'm under a lot of pressure and can quit whenever I want. Bet you didn't know that. But I like my job. Just treat me better. Check on me. Give me something green to nibble on every once in a while. And maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. Let's get to it. After all, we're in this together. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check, change, control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is the first to announce his candidacy for the next presidency of the United States, Maryland Congressman John Delaney. And before the break, you were talking about the large number of jobs which businesses cannot fill. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to finish your thoughts on what we need to do about that to get ready for the future. Well, several things. The K-12 education system needs to be reformed. It should start at pre-K, and it, and it should basically go through community college or, or some skills training. That should be the basic uh, educational experience that every American gets in this country. And in doing so, I think we would graduate more people with the kind of skills they need. And, and we need to think about this throughout the curriculum so that people are actually getting the skills as they go along. But then once they're in the workforce, we have to recognize that the future will be different than the past. The past was characterized by people having one job for 50 years. The future will be characterized by people potentially having three, four, five jobs, right, based on how change is expected to accelerate. And so people are going to have to be both lifelong learners, but they're going to have to actually be able to access the kind of skills training across their lives uh, that they need. And the only way to do that successfully is through public-private partnerships where companies work closely with community colleges or training programs, and then the government provides support for these programs, but only programs that work, only programs that actually demonstrate that the, the kids that they're training or the adults that they're training are actually getting jobs. One of the things I'm also focused on is national service. I think everyone out of high school uh, should serve the country, whether it be the military, whether it be community service, or I think what would be really interesting is to also have an option for them effectively to be involved in a program where they rebuild the country, our national parks, all these various federal facilities that we have. 
And wouldn't it be great if we could create kind of a giant apprenticeship program around that last piece? So I think there's a lot of things we need to do to make sure kids are getting the skills in their basic education package. They're also being taught to be kind of these nimble, lifelong learners. That should actually be part of the curriculum. And then finally, we need the infrastructure in place, largely built around the private sector, to have kind of ongoing training uh, programs. I, I love this idea of an apprenticeship program in national service. You know, yeah. and, and, I, and what I also like is I, I like this idea that you had of, of having uh, Election Day be a national holiday. Was that you that brought that up? Yeah, I have a bill that basically gets rid of gerrymandering. I, I just don't uh, understand why we can't have a national holiday so people can study the issues and go with their families and vote. You know, this should be a tradition. But, you know, people trying to get off of work and get down to an election, you know, polling area, it, it's it's a zoo. It's a zoo. And, and, and it, here on the West Coast, I'll tell you, by then, you know, the election's almost cemented and people don't even go. We need to do something about that as well. You know, but I just think having the day off is kind of a celebration of democracy. So many countries have election day off. Why can't we have it off? Isn't that something we could get bipartisan agreement on? <laughs> you would think so. And I mean, if you, particularly if you put it in the context of the sacrifices people have made for the um, democracy that we have and the right to vote, um, it's the least we can do to make it easier for our citizens uh, to vote. But you know, you know what the argument is. The argument is the parties don't want everyone to vote. In fact, the more people that vote, the more people they have to reach. And so, you know, managing a smaller voting population is to their advantage. Uh, I don't like that at all. So here's an example. You and I were talking earlier when I was saying the problems of the parties and you were saying, well, doesn't that aren't aren't I somehow saying something negative about the people? And my point was, no, there's a difference between the people and the parties. And here's a great example that you just brought up, which is, you know, it's clearly in the best interest of the American people to have more people participate in the representative democracy. But not in the interest of the parties. Smaller, smaller uh, voting populations they have to cater to is better for them. That's right. So there's a, you know, you see how I mean the the, the interest of the parties are not the same. I do. And and you're right. Uh, The American you started out your announcement with a key sentence that I hope everyone will remember. You said that the sum of that the American people is greater than the sum of the parties. And uh, that boy, that got my attention right away. Now, we're just about out of time. But for listeners who want to learn more about you and your candidacy, where they can meet you, where they can get information about your platforms and and, uh, some of the uh, initiatives that you have been responsible for while you've been in the House, do you have a website they can go to? I do. So my website is johnkdelaney.com. JohnKDelaney.com. Listeners, go to this website. uh, Learn more about John Delaney. You're going to hear a lot about him in the coming years. And unfortunately, we are out of time. But before we say goodbye, let me take this opportunity to thank you for your service to our country. And we wish you success in winning that Democratic nomination. I hope you'll come back and see us again soon. I will. Thank you for this very enjoyable interview, Rebecca. Thank you, Congressman Delaney. Now, much of what I have been talking about this hour has been about change. And sometimes it takes a lot to make us change. And in other instances, it's so obvious and easy, we don't need to give it a second thought. Take the three million men who have switched from their normal, same old, same old razor to a Harry's razor. Which, by the way, includes my own son, Matthew. He's a Harry's razor user. In case you don't know the story, the founders of Harry's were so fed up with the high cost of premium razors, they found and they bought a German factory with over 100 years of blade-making experience, and they decided to cut the middleman completely out and go direct to you. And this is the reason Harry's offers the best value and precision razors on the market today. You will not get a better shave for your money, but... There really are uh, some things in life you can't tell a person about. I told my son about Harry's razors for months before I just finally just went out and got a trial package for him. Uh, you owe it to yourself to experience a Harry's razor firsthand. And Harry's is so confident that you'll love the feel and the look of your shave that they're offering listeners of the Costa Report a free trial. All you have to do is go to 
harrys.com slash costa to get your free harry's razor kit which includes an ergonomically designed razor handle five precision blades shaving gel and a travel blade cover and all you pay for is shipping and i give you my word that once you try a harry's razor you're not going to use anything else so jump on your mobile phone or your tablet go to harrys.com slash costa c-o-s-t-a get your free trial razor blades gel and blade cover and remember to put that slash costa c-o-s-t-a in so that you get the complete kit at no cost this offer is not going to last for long you know it you know these offers come and go on this program. That's harrys.com slash caustic to get your trial razor kit. And if you have a son or a husband or a brother or even a friend who shaves every single day, get them the free trial kit. I got one for my son. Now he won't use any other razor. But I'll tell you, you know, some sometimes, you know, you're talking to a guy, you tell him over and over and over again, and uh, you just don't see any movement. Well, you just got to take it, take it upon yourself to, to get that. And uh, it's available to all Costa Report listeners. One last time, Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash Costa to get that free razor kit. And all you will pay for is the shipping. I want to thank my uh, guest, John Delaney, that during this uh, hour. And uh, what a nice and spirited conversation. And I hope you will go to his website Look at his platform. Look at his accomplishments in the house, and uh, you know. And I and I understand what he says about there's still room for moderates. But I'll tell you, this is going to be an uphill climb. This is a very rational, reasonable individual who knows how to compromise and who has said openly he wants to work with the Republicans. And, you know, I and I believe me, I wish him the best of luck. But I will tell you, I, I have been in Washington too long and we have virtually driven out every single moderate. Those moderates used to work the middle and they used to make things happen. And I will tell you that in Washington today, we have driven all the moderates out. And this is why we have gridlock. We have extreme Republicans and extreme Democrats in power. And uh, something's got to break it up. And uh, maybe it'll be John Delaney. We have to take another short intermission, but I'll be right back with this week's editorial. You're listening to the Costa Report. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. Here's something big banks don't want you to know about your IRA or 401k. What if you could store your IRA or 401k where you could see, touch, and hold it in person in the form of physical gold and silver coins? I know you can't do that with your stock portfolio. With Augusta Gold and Silver IRA, you can transfer retirement savings into physical coins and store them where you can actually see them, where you can get your gold faster in any disaster. Free shipping, zero management fees, and Augusta pays all upfront costs. Getting started, absolutely free. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau and a 98% five-star satisfaction rating with TrustLink.org so you can trust Augusta. Call toll-free 855 5662 now for your free guide to Augusta Gold IRA. Call toll free 855 777 5662. That's 855 777 5662. Call Augusta today at 855 777 5662. 
It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We've got extra food and we've got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America on your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, we have been speaking to three-term congressman from Maryland who is seeking the Democratic nomination for the 2020 presidential race. And he is off to an early start, primarily because he's not well-known outside of Maryland and the Washington Beltway. And it takes time to cure that and get the word out about what you stand for. Uh, in the general public, uh, you know, I mean, you've you got to pretty much hit the media circuit and you got to hit it hard and multiple times. Now, as you and I know, um, Delaney has to first win the nomination of the Democratic Party in order to have a shot at the highest job in the nation. In my view, and this is only my own personal opinion, that is going to be a steep climb The fact is Delaney's platform would uh, probably appeal to many Republicans, Democrats and independent voters in America because he wants to work with Republicans to get the nation's work done. But let's be honest. Moderates have fallen out of favor in both parties. And even if Delaney would have wide appeal to the American voter, It isn't likely that a Democratic candidate who says he wants to work with Republicans will become that party's nominee. No more than a Republican candidate who says he wants to work with Democrats will become the next Republican nominee. Moderates are no longer welcomed in Washington by either party. They have no support from their own parties who see them as turncoats or weak if they even talk to the other side of the aisle. And with no party support, few moderates even exist in our nation's capital, which means in order to get the support you need to pass legislation and even to stay in office, you have to join in lockstep with your party and become, and here's the key word, oppositional. Whether you agree or not with anything the other party puts on the table, you're required to vehemently oppose it instantly, reflexively oppose it, and then refuse to negotiate, claiming you are standing on principle. But behaving oppositionally is the same as surrendering to an impasse. It does not allow for collaboration. There can be no give or take. And without give and take, democracy comes to a standstill, which is what we have today. So as an independent... I would like to see a candidate on the 2020 ballot who not only talks about working with the other party, 
but it actually has a track record of successfully doing so. That said, I don't see much of a chance of such a candidate getting through the Democratic or Republican primaries, given how divisive Washington has become. The left has moved even further to the left, the right further to the right than ever. And the moderates, who used to work the middle, are nowhere to be found. They have all been driven out of both parties. What's more, the emotions of the American voter have been whipped up to such a frenzy, I don't even know if we can stop and listen to a rational, practical candidate anymore. We have all become Coliseum spectators that want blood. And this makes it a dangerous time for America. Both leaders and citizens have chosen to trust how we feel over rational, calm, intelligent thought. And this is reflected in how we now choose our leaders. Taking time to lay out detailed proposals isn't nearly as as effective as inflammatory tweets and, and verbiage. Recruiting is not as effective as attacking. Working together, not nearly as appealing as annihilating the other party. Politics has become a winner-take-all blood sport. And it is going to take a very special kind of leader to wean us off of this combative behavior and thinking. If there is one thing that I can say for Congressman Delaney, it is that if he can stick to the message of getting America ready for the future... He certainly has my ear. As many of you know, my new book, which was just released a couple of weeks ago, is all about how to predapt, not adapt, predapt to what we can see coming. There's no longer any need to wait for the future. We know what, what is headed our way, which gives us the opportunity to adapt before it gets here. And it's the country which invests in getting to the future first that is going to dominate on the global playing field. To that end, we need leaders who will help build an American roadmap to that future. Instead of dwelling on our differences, we need leadership that will get the entire country marching in the same direction. We need to be inspired to be more, to do more, to reach higher, to achieve the impossible. That is our legacy. That is our heritage. All progress begins with inspiration. And to the extent a leader can inspire us to choose thinking over feeling and direct our attention toward the future, the entire country will benefit. Again, it's too early to make any rational comments about the 2020 presidential election. We don't even know the full uh, field of who's running. But my hope is we'll give moderates in both parties a fighting chance to make their case. Because without moderates, democracy comes to a stalemate, wherein executive orders are the only progress that we're ever going to see. And that, in my opinion, is not the kind of democracy our inspiring founding fathers had in mind. And that's how I see it. Now, today we've been talking about matching the right person to the right job, whether that job is in government or an entry-level position in a small company. We are all familiar with what happens when we settle for a candidate who doesn't have the right experience or the qualifications that are needed. But what if, what if that process could be made easier? What if it could be streamlined and take up a lot less time? That is where ZipRecruiter can help. With ZipRecruiter.com, it's ZipRecruiter.com. You can go there anytime, 24-7. You can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then powerful technology matches the right person to your job. And everyone knows that if there's a way to post a job just one time and then have it appear on 100 job sites, how much time that's going to save you and how much you increase the odds of locating that perfect person for your opening. This is why ZipRecruiter is different, and it's used by thousands of businesses, small and large. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It goes out and finds them. In fact, over 80%... 
80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter locate a qualified candidate in just one day. Imagine that in 24 hours. So ZipRecruiter is not only thorough, it's also very fast. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of every size to find that the most qualified job candidate with immediate results. And if you can get that job filled in 24 hours, why wouldn't you? Of course you would. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter free. That's right, entirely free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rebecca. That's ZipRecruiter slash ZipRecruiter.com slash Rebecca. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A. ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. And that is just about all the time that we've got this hour. Mark your calendars. My guest next week is one of two individuals in our entire nation's history to hold four presidential cabinet positions. Former Secretary of State, Mr. George Schultz. And I have been waiting for this interview. Can I tell you this? I, I, have, uh, I have tracked George, George Schultz's uh, career for several decades, and I am so excited to have him here in the studio with me. Former Secretary of State in the Reagan administration, Mr. George Schultz, is going to be here, and he's going to weigh in on the escalating nuclear threat with North Korea and what can be done. And uh, boy, is it a time for us to get a wise and experienced statesman to give us a little advice. Don't miss George Schultz next week on the only program that puts policy ahead of politics. Now stay tuned for a second hour of the Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.